good evening, good evening. Welcome to this week's CDTV with me, Bishop Kai. So good to have you on. Hope yeah. you're all well. Hope you've had a great day. Hope you've had a blessed week. I, I have been excited about tonight because I actually wanted to talk about something that I guess we really should talk about. Uh, just one little item of housekeeping I want to take care of right at the start. And uh, it's simple. It's, it's nothing major, but I've been thinking about it for several days. I just wanted to share this. I just wanted to, to, uh, to basically to speak from my heart. Okay, I don't charge for what I do. I don't ask people to financially support me unless there's something that I'm in, a, a project that I'm involved in that's dear to my heart or, or um, you know, we need equipment like we do at the moment or other things that, Basically, it is what, what we need to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, but I can't get the message out to people as much as we can all do it together. I can't get to your friends, get to your families. I can't tell everybody about the weekly live streams. I can't tell them about the podcast. So here's my bit of housekeeping. Here's the thing I want to ask you to do for me. There's a fee to pay for being involved in what we do. It's not a financial fee. What it is, is all I ask is that you share this with your friends. Share the podcast wherever, however, wherever you listen or you're watching, share it on YouTube, tell people, go watch Bishop Kai. That's the price to pay. That's the fee that's got to be paid. And all I ask is that we all pay it. We all share. And that way we get the message out because I try to talk about things that I, I don't think are getting talked about enough. Um, certainly not getting, getting the, the kind of mainstream attraction, but they are things that are essential to our development and essential to our walk and essential to our growth. We are now currently still in this season of pandemic. Not quite sure where I'm holding my pen. I've tried my best not to talk about the pandemic. I tried my best not to get involved in it, not to talk about conspiracy theories and all the junk and, and everything that's going around with it. But this pandemic has highlighted one thing for us as a group of believers, as the church universal worldwide, and that was how woefully unprepared we were for this to happen. There is not a doubt in my mind that every preacher I've interacted with from the start of this in the UK six weeks ago, or six and a half weeks ago now, right up till today, and from other preachers around the world, we were, as a body of believers, as a church, woefully unprepared. And the reason that we were unprepared, I'm getting excited already, so I need to calm down. The reason that we were unprepared is this. When you look at Genesis, when you look at, at the story of Joseph in Egypt and, he, and the, the dream that Pharaoh had, Joseph prophesied or interpreted his dream to say that we would have seven good years and then seven bad years. And in the good years, we needed to prepare for the bad years. Well, guess what? Just talking from an economic standpoint, we've had the longest bull market in financial history since 2009 end of 2008 with the financial crisis and it started to rebound started to grow back we've gone almost a decade just not uh, or just over a decade where things have been going well economies have been going well and what bothered me in all of this 
is that suddenly this ilk of what should we say personal development preaching was birthed into the church birthed into the lives of believers and that became the preponderance and the predominant message that was preached about feel good love everybody do what you got to do to make yourself feel better you know positive thoughts positive emotions positive vibes and all of that and guess what we hit a crisis and it's failed us guru preachers are dropping like flies left right and center because in a crisis your positivity message of you know just meditate and and keep yourself focused on your visions and your goals and your dreams well the proverbial hit the fan and it hit the fan at 100 miles an hour and i'm getting messages every single day from people around the world asking me bishop kai how do i keep myself motivated well guess what in a crisis you won't because if you knew how to keep yourself motivated you wouldn't be asking me so we've gone through we've gone through this ilk of preaching from the pulpit that was all self-focused that was to use the greek word ego ego meaning i that was focused on me how i feel make myself feel better give me the positive experiences and never prepared me never ever prepared me for the fact that at some point even though scripture prophesies it crisis will come so here we are left with this smattering of leadership for over a decade that has pushed and pushed and pushed now see you'll have to forgive me because i talk very plainly and i say it as i feel it okay i genuinely believe there is a whole ilk of preachers that have got crap all to say so all they're saying is the same crap as everybody else and they're doing it because we're so focused on making everybody feel good but feeling good doesn't keep you in a crisis feeling good doesn't doesn't hold you to your core truths to your core values doesn't doesn't ground you doesn't give you a solid foundation when we go through what we're going through and all of us need to face the fact that what we're going through is prophesied in fact what the, the, what the revelation of Jesus Christ to John on the Isle of Patmos shows and what Paul taught us what Jesus himself said is that things will get worse this pandemic proved how quickly governments around the world can shut us down and we were not prepared for it so we had all of the faith preachers all of the feel good preachers as i call them suddenly panicking about how do i keep people connected how do i keep reaching them how can i get my facebook lives and my live streams and all of that not going how do i keep people giving to my ministry and none of it is holding those people in the faith none of it is keeping people strong giving people a solid foundation because you feel good failed there's a there's an old saying that i can't use because it's littered with profanities but I, i agree with it and right now all of the the nonsense let's use that word all of the nonsense has been weighed has been measured and be to me to be found wanting certainly in the last decade we have done nothing but consume this feel good be good 
everything's positive, there's no negatives, do everything that you want in your life to make yourself feel good, focus on the good, focus on all of the 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 the, the prosperity, focus on the you know the getting the things that you want and fulfilling your dreams and fulfilling your goals and just focus on that and and meditate and and speak your affirmations and everything that you're saying is going to come to pass and everything that you're hoping for is going to come to pass well there ain't a person on the planet that predicted this crisis right nobody thought it was going to go the way it's go, gone none of us saw or all of the feel-good prophets that can prophesy you into prosperity and prophesy this, that, and the other. None of them were prophesying a, a, an international pandemic. Not one. I've looked and looked and looked. None of them saw this coming. So where was our attention? Where was our focus? We were too busy. Preachers, I'm talking to you. We were too busy making people feel good about themselves instead of making them feel good about the Word of God, making them feel good that they will have to stand. They will have to, as the Scripture says, gird up their loins with truth because in a crisis, in a, in a, in a pandemic, in a lockdown, your feel-good emotions aren't going to hold you. But the Word of God, which is true, will keep you on a solid foundation. Nothing but the Word of God will hold you like an anchor in the storm. I don't care how good a motivator you are. I don't care how inspiring the message was. If you don't have personal relationship, if you don't have personal intimacy, if you're not prepared, if you're not mentally tough, then you'll see what I'm seeing around the world right now, and that is people, Christians, believers, that have told me I've been in church all my life, are falling apart because they cannot cope. And the problem I have is where we should have been preparing people for the, the end days, where we should have been preparing people for what's happening now and what's to come, where we should have been teaching people about mental toughness, about discipline, about longevity. We pandered to pleasing crowds instead of pleasing God. And now everybody is in a flat panic. Preachers worrying about how their ministries are going to survive. Churches panicking about how we're going to keep our people together. Believers in a flat spin because they don't know how to worship God in a crisis. Because all we have proliferated from the pulpit for way too long was everything about feeling good. And guess what? The first day of lockdown, I felt good. Third day of the lockdown, which was six weeks ago, Six weeks, six weeks and three days today, this country, the UK, went into lockdown. Three days into it, I was not feeling good. Six weeks, six weeks gone by, I'm really not feeling good about it. But I'm not in a panic. I'm not having a mental breakdown, having all manner of issues. Because right now, what I am having is discipline, mental toughness, longevity in the Word of God and a determination that in this season I am going to do what I need to do to prepare myself for what's going to come out of me when I come out of this. That's what mental toughness is. That is when we go through a crisis, you know what to do. 
You know how to survive. You know how to keep focused on what it is God's called you to do, how to keep moving towards that, how to keep progressing, because when you come out of the funk that we're in, you hit the ground at 100 miles an hour with all of your wheels spinning, and you take off on, on the action side of everything you've planned in this season. We are raising a generation, I hate the term, I'm going to use it, we are raising a generation of absolute snowflakes in the church. And it's about time that we admitted that as leaders, and tonight is, is for those that are in leadership and those that are aspiring to be in leadership or those that want to learn leadership, we as leaders have failed the body of Christ. We have failed because we did not prepare them how Christ himself taught us to prepare his sheep. See, a farmer knows this. When you got plenty coming in through the harvest, when you got plenty in your barns, you need to put a little away in case we start getting a little lean. There was always haylage. There was always hay. There was always straw in the barns. Because guess what? In the winter of life, when the things aren't growing, when the grass isn't growing, you still got to feed the herd. You still got to feed the sheep. You still got to keep them fed. So you got to make sure you got in your barn enough to feed what you own, the, the herd that you've got care of through the lean months, the lean winter, until the spring comes and they can start feeding on the naturally growing grass, plant, vegetation. We didn't do that in the church. We didn't put money aside. We did. I'm getting way too excited tonight. We didn't put finances aside. We didn't prepare our barns for the for for the for the, the famine. We did not look at the story of Joseph and see that this could happen in any day and age. And suddenly, we are now panicked. What we have in this generation is a whole ilk of leaders that cannot lead in a crisis. They're panicking. I'm seeing it every day. I'm interacting with leaders every week that are in a flat panic because they cannot lead their people in a crisis. Because how do you lead people when all you've told them was feel good? Positive thoughts, positive emotions. Yes, we need positivity, but we need tough positivity. We need tough positivity that comes from discipline, that comes from strong teaching, that builds strong foundations. What we've had is pastors, ministers, leaders so focused on building a big building that they never built a big church. We have walked away from the two co-missions that Jesus gave us to preach the gospel, to make disciples, in favor of preaching a, a preachers became spiritual motivators nothing else make you feel good make you come back next week get you through the week keep you giving into their ministry all of the stuff that keeps you attached to them and when the proverbial hit the fan believers were left devastated because guru preaching guru leaders failed us fail the body of Christ and I'm angry at myself and I'm angry at them. Now you may ask, why am I angry at myself? I'm angry at myself because for a season I got into 
that trap. I became nothing more than a scripture-filled motivational speaker. I walked away from the truth that God gave me and the calling upon my life to preach the gospel, to preach truth revealed in favor of making people feel good. And suddenly, see, I, I'm not worried about the crisis I'm going through right now because a little over 18 months ago, almost 22 months ago, I think, I went through a crisis of my own. I went through a health crisis that led to an emotional crisis that led to a physical crisis that led to relationship crisis that literally affected every single area of my life. And what was that, what was happening in it? God was forcing me to clear out the dross, to face the facts, to, 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 to deal with truth in my own life, to set myself right to put myself on a firm foundation again, to get my focus back on him, to put Christ at the center of everything I did instead of just going through the motions of ministry because God himself knew <clears throat> I'm not going to stop this thing. I'm going to use this thing. I don't believe for one second that God is the orchestrator of COVID-19 coronavirus, but I do believe God has seen a fantastic opportunity to use a crisis for his benefit. Because right now across the world, believers just like Job are being reduced to nothing more than a cry. And leadership failed. Leadership has failed us as believers. We as leaders have failed the body of Christ. You as a leader in your house, in your workplace, in your friends, in your circle of influence, you have failed if you are not mentally tough. Let me tell you this, this tiny little lady, four foot something tall, in India, Calcutta, we knew her as Mother Teresa, now Saint Teresa. She was one of the most mentally tough people that ever walked this earth. And she is one, just like Jesus, just like Stephen, just like Paul, she is one that we can look to that absolutely showed that in mental toughness, in, in discipline, in being standing strong, in being rooted in the Word of God, she did not have to be cold, she did not have to be uncaring, she did not have to give up who she was, but she was one of the toughest, if I was a cowboy I'd say one of the toughest sons of guns that ever walked the earth. Jesus was, to me, the toughest, mentally tough person that ever walked the face of the earth throughout all of history. Because you've got to imagine the mental toughness that it took to go through what he went through for the purpose of fulfilling what God needed him to do. I can't cope with spiritual motivational speakers. I can say that from... I can say that from a position of authority because I've realized God allowed me to go through something. God showed me in my own life where I had become that. And praise God, he used crisis to deliver me. This life we're living is a battleground. We need to prepare like an army prepares. We've got to be disciplined in our daily walk. Let, let me tell you this. What you do in this quarantine, that's what you'll do every single day of your life. I only got to look at what you're doing in the quarantine. I've only got to look at how you're behaving 
in the quarantine, what you're going through, what you're doing every day, to show me exactly how your life is, day in, day out. What you're doing in this quarantine is exactly what you will do every day. And I can guarantee 95% of the people out there, they're not doing anything. They, they think, oh, well, you know, I got a break now. I can't go to work, so I'm just going to chill out and I'm going to relax. And what you should be doing right now is setting a strategy of the action you're going to take that's going to move you closer to the destiny you're on this earth to fulfill. You might not be in a position of leadership, but you're still a leader because you can lead the people over you and you can lead the people under you, you can lead the people next to you, friends, family, colleagues, workplace, whatever it is, school, university. You have an opportunity to lead. You have an opportunity to step up to the plate, lead by example, move forward, show people there is a way to cope in a crisis, teach them the ways of Christ, don't even get me started on the fact, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent convinced. I am a hundred percent convinced that most preachers think the Holy Spirit has stopped calling people to Christ in a pandemic, in a crisis, because I don't know, but two preachers in this world of all the thousands of preachers I know, I don't know, but two that are still actively involved in trying to win souls for the kingdom Two and two that have successfully led people to Christ in a pandemic, in a moment when we're all locked down. Guess what? There is a day coming when the church will be forced underground, where we won't be allowed to meet in public. Not for a, a, a short length of time, I mean permanently. Where professing your faith will be a criminal offense, where you'll get locked up for daring to name the name of Christ. What are you gonna do then? You're going to cope with a prison? No, you're going to be crying your eyes out, wondering why, why didn't your positive thoughts and your positive affirmations and your positive attitude work out for you? I get passionate about it because I have long ago realized, and I pray to God that you will by the end of this broadcast, that mental toughness is not, a, is not optional in fulfilling the call of God. And every single one of us is called. Some of us are called to ministry. Some of us are called to business. Some of us are called to, to whatever it is. Every single one of us has a calling on our life. In fact, every single one of us shares one of two, shares two callings with Christ. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Go ye into every nation and make disciples. So whatever you do, if you follow the ministry of the apostles and you have the calling of the ministry of the apostles, we're all supposed to go out and win people to Christ and make disciples. Don't bring people to church on Sunday expecting me to get them saved. That ain't my job. The Bible says to some are given apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Yep, there we go, work. So all them preachers telling you positive thoughts and positive feelings and positive emotions and positive mindsets. Wonderful. Where's the work involved? Where's the work needed to make your dream a reality? Where's the work you're doing? to bring your goals into fruition? Or are you just sitting on your blessed assurance? I have to say that because I'm not allowed to cuss. Are you sitting on your blessed assurance waiting for God to do it for you? When crisis comes and you get left behind and you're in a flat panic, because what am I going to do now? How do I stay positive in a crisis? Discipline. Discipline keeps you positive in a crisis. Discipline, disciplined actions that bring positive results. That'll create a positive mindset in you. That'll create a positive feeling in you. Disciplined actions that create positive results. 
What am I talking about? I'm talking about what you do every day to change your future, to change your life, and to see the thing that God's called you to do fulfilled. Because you can have all the positive thoughts and all the positive vibes and all of the, the affirmations and the mindset you want. If you don't get off your blessed assurance and act on it, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. And all of your wonderful feel-good guru preachers that have told you, oh, just feel good, just, you know, Jesus said to the disciples, all of these things uh, you will receive with persecution. We don't prepare people for persecution anymore. We don't prepare people for tough times. We don't give people sound truth that firmly plants them in the word of God because there's a whole lot of scripture in there that is not going to make you feel good about yourself. There is a whole lot of scripture that you need to learn that is not going to give you a positive mindset or positive emotions or positive affirmations. You're going to want to shoot yourself when you read some of the verses in there. But you will learn to develop mental toughness and you will learn to develop it by knowing him in absolute intimacy in a crisis and doing daily what you will do for the rest of your life. You and I, right now, should be preparing ourselves to come out of this and what we're going to do for the kingdom when we come out of this. Not treating this lockdown like a jolly little holiday, not complaining about what's going on, not moaning because you haven't got this and you haven't got that. You have got all the time available now to get yourself right before God, to get in right relationship, to stop deceiving yourself that you don't have enough time for God, for, for prayer, for learning the word, for discipline yourself every single day, set routines, set daily strategies, do something every day that's moving you closer because you need to come out of this at a thousand miles an hour. And if you come out of this lockdown, this global pandemic, the same way that you came into it, I doubt your salvation. I doubt your commitment to Christ because I'll tell you this now, somebody that truly is mentally tough, that is pursuing Christ-likeness, that is trying to replicate the mind of Christ in themselves, is following other after others, as Paul said, follow after me as I follow after Christ. They are changing their life now and they are making strategies in this crisis to prepare themselves for the next one. And if you're not doing that, I doubt there is anything that will change you and I am convinced that you're beyond help. Those are my thoughts.